What's up, everybody? It's me, Matt Backus. As always, full of energy and as always, with not unmatched energy, Joe Wachowski. Hold my bread. What? <laughs> Gather around. Let us join the gluten gang. Uh, you are listening to Hold My Bread. It's a podcast worth some sum of money. Uh, let's not get into it right now because it's time to carbo load. Yeah, you guys know how we were invested in a company called Churchill Capital in a can't-miss SPAC market merging with the can't-miss electronic vehicle sector that's in a bubble that's expanding, waiting to burst. And of course, the merge happens. Is it a $70 price point, an $80 price point? Nah, dog. Loses twice its value immediately. What the hell is that? Yeah, what's going on? We're bleeding from our neck and our asses, and we're bleeding everywhere. I am okay. way down. Yeah, this is the $8,500 podcast today. We've lost about two grand thanks to Churchill Capital, and it's lost so much. We're holding forever. People, I've seen these cars. I've seen the demand. They they test so well. Yeah, there's a lot of shares, but all of a sudden, we're bringing traditional stock valuation methods into the electronic vehicle industry? Get the heck out of here. We aren't doing that anywhere else in the market. Nikola's trading for more than this bad boy. We got Neo trading for more than this bad boy. And everyone will tell you, Lucid's the number two contender. CCIV became Lucid. You think becoming... Going from like blank shares to the second most highly touted like entrant into the EV sector would be a good thing for your stock. No, it's a very bad thing. Absolute insanity. I don't understand it. And we're in a position where I think it'll come back around. I think it will actually justify its prices and... I've got no choice to hold, so I really have to feel that way, don't I? I honestly was, I've been very upset about this since it started to happen. And the fact that you just said it's more, I didn't even think about this, but the fact that it's worth less than Nikola, which we talked about, we all know about the rolling the car down the hill because it doesn't work. These guys have showrooms built in Miami. They've got a great performing car. They're worth less than Nikola. Those, they're rolling a car, a truck down a hill in Phoenix, filming it for a commercial. Yeah, whatever, guys. I'll take my two grand. And that just goes to show. All the information out there about stocks is bad. If it's reaching your hand from traditional media, you might be the sucker. And this was an instance where we were the sucker. I was the sucker, really. This was my play. This was my baby. And I don't think it's over, but it is an unhelpful bump in the road. And like, if you guys aren't in on this now, I do like it. 20 yeah, I mean, it's $24 down from 55 and the long-term outlook for this company is pretty solid in my view. I think it just pulled our timeline back a little bit. I'm still very, very optimistic about it. I think it's still going to be a great play down the road. I just think that this, we expected a little bit more heat uh, early on, especially when they announced the deal. Um, and and I, I just think it kind of caught us off guard in that way. But I still feel very optimistic about the whole thing. I just think it kind of slowed us down for whatever reason. Um, I have seen some commercial ads for Lucid, and I have seen some footage of lucid cars and and i think it's still a, a good option but i don't understand why it's tanked so aggressively hard it's crazy 
Yeah, it's pretty wild. Um, one thing you said there gave me cause. Um, you said our timeline. So what? What is our timeline, Matt? I don't know. I just feel like you and I were pretty optimistic on the whole idea of um, this was gonna take off when the deal was announced and it was gonna kind of grow. Obviously, nothing close to Tesla, but I just expected it to grow quicker than it is and it's not yeah we're gonna get a little place in the country together we're gonna get it'll be like what call me by your name except we'll be on a tandem bicycle i didn't see that because i don't uh i can't my girlfriend is like loves timothy chalamet too much and i refuse to watch that movie. that's because you are kind of like a trashier version of timothy chalamet I know that is 100% true. Like you're hot in the way he's hot. By that I mean like sometimes women see it and I'm like I guess sure <laughs> like if you're really like that kind of Auschwitz silhouette sure. Yeah, hey, I'm very strong. All right, I have, I'm I'm I'd be a strong worker. Yeah, you're very strong. Uh, you rock climb, but that's still that's I stand by my silhouette comments. You're yeah, very you're slight. Right I'm a svelte man. All right, so CCIV, they tanked for us, and they were valued at $4.14 billion, and you know what? It's not the end of the world. It's being on the wrong side of it, and there's just too many shares for it. Yeah, it's pretty... um pretty wild how many shares are out there but it's on sale you know i look at it as being on sale when the markets were down a couple days ago everyone's panicking about the tech market and tesla slid i didn't look at it as a bad thing i looked at it as a everything's on sale and uh get in while you fit in and here's the deal we it's okay to be down we knew we would be down because we got a democrat taken office and i've voted democrat every time i i've voted but the simple fact of the matter is every time the House switches from Republican to Democrat, we see a big slide in the first post-inaugural quarter. So no, That's true. We called this a couple episodes ago. I like, mean, mo- like many episodes ago. And this isn't even like us calling it. This is like historic fact. This is something that has happened literally every time in American history since like we kind of got the modern market. So it's no big deal if history continues on the same trajectory. You know, by the end of the year, we'll be chilling. And hey, look where we were a year ago. A year ago, everyone was in a panic. Everyone was seeing their portfolios lose 50% over two days. And we're on top. We didn't lose. We are, if you would have told me a year ago, Joel, you're going to, be, have regained it a little bit more a year from now, I'd have been cool with it. Yeah, it is kind of interesting. We are, uh, I it's. I feel like it's easy for me to lose, at least for me to lose perspective of the fact that like we are in March, we've kind of come full circle. Obviously we're coming up on a year in the pandemic and all that. And it's interesting to see financially where we are, where we could have been and where we've come from. But I think it's kind of messed us up. Um, not even like the long-term public health and socialization perspective, but just like, our timetable on investments, I know for me, it's rapidly changed. I've got nothing else going on in my life, so I'm buying, I'm selling, I'm buying, I'm selling. I'm, I've got more more movement than I ever anticipated having in my portfolio. I'm rolling with those punches. It's okay. But this is kind of a... we. You, if you're an investor, if you find yourself trigger happy, 
this is ultimately a habit I personally would try and get out of. It's kind of unsustainable long term because Matt, he's just talking about doing his four-way parlay NBA bets. And you know what? The more you play, the more likely it is you will lose. And also, we're going to get into why that's a pretty bad practice because it's going to harm your taxes. We're going to get into taxes this week. But before we do, I know it's been a minute. I know we've been gone. But our boy, Matty, he's back in the game stop. That's right. Do you remember a couple episodes back? I said, I think I was going to get back in. I was thinking about getting back in. And sure as shit, I put $1,000 in, price point $45. And a couple days later, that motherfucker shoots up to 115 I think it was at one point, it was at 160 Um And I'm holding right now at, I think, 122 But uh, $45 in. Um, I knew it. I don't want to say again, I'm not saying I told you, but I knew it was, I knew there was still some meat on that bone. Yeah. I ran into a comic who listens to the show today and I was telling him, yeah, Matt's making more money. Like I know, I feel like I know more than Matt, but Matt's just stumbling through buying stocks that he sees off sweatshirts and he's making a killing and like, you are the modern investor. This is it's, yeah. I I don't see that's what see that's what's misleading those. You think I'm just stumbling around, but I'm doing my due diligence. I'm doing my research, um, just like I I mean I'm hitting on these. This was a five part NCAA. I'm not talking about the basketball parlay. I'm just saying, talking about the stocks. If, you, if, if, you, if you're talking about if, your investing process and you bring up a basketball bet first, that's I'm reason no. to get. That's a reason. I'm just saying it's all it, to to the untrained eye, which I'm not saying you're the untrained eye, but it appears you're, as you're though, not just, saying I'm the untrained. We have a timeline, and I'm still the untrained eye. No, I'm saying you're not the untrained eye. I'm just saying it would appear that I don't know what I'm doing. It would appear that I'm bumbling through. But I picked. I hit a five part parlay today. <laughs> I, I'm on GameStop. I've timed GameStop perfectly. I'm killing right now, and you're not gonna you're gonna give me you're not gonna give me any credit for that. You're gonna say I'm bumbling through. I don't accept that. I, I'm saying you're successful because you're doing a modern method methodology. Your process is totally adhered to 2021 investing practices where I'm learning what a balance sheet is and how things should be properly valued. And like, I do think that maybe it's my skills that are a little bit antiquated. Uh, oh, you're saying uh, you're the, you're the, uh, I'm the young man and you're the old man. Yes. There's going to be times when you fall flat on your face and I'm right. There's going to be times when I fall flat on my face and you're right. That's just how it goes because if we're on the outside looking in and as an individual in investor, you're always so sensitive to what the quality of the information you're getting. And ultimately, unless you know a guy, you're not going to know what's going to happen. So that's why I'm in on the long terms. I'm holding my MJ forever. I'm holding my DraftKings forever. And I'm holding my CCIV because whatever it's called, the, the ticker didn't change. I got to change it to the Lucid Motors ticker. Then when they do that, through the roof. To the moon, baby. I agree with you. CCIV is not a good ticker name. Lucid, something to do with Lucid would be much better. Yeah, LCD. Ooh. Yeah, LCD. And Ooh, then they put a good system. sound system in the car. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do like that. 
Yeah, I don't. Um, yeah, I'm back in on GameStop. Who knows when I'll be out again? But as of now, I'm I'm up, so I'm doing okay. Okay, so. it hits 175 dollars. You leave. I think. I mean, my my price point was. Uh, I was t- talking to somebody today about how if it hit if it hit 200, I'd probably pull out. So. Okay, we'll see. there you go. If it hits 200. Matt will pull out, and uh, I just want to really congratulate you on broaching pulling out, um, given the population of the world at large, and I think that's a good thing. It's pragmatic. It's moralist. So let's talk about taxes. Why do we need to care about taxes, Matt? Well, I mean, I don't know if our listeners are aware of this, but the uh, number of retail investors um, has increased so, so substantially this year uh, I had the number in front of me, 10 million new retail accounts in 2020. That's a record year uh, for retail investors. And retail so. investors, that's that's anybody. That's you and me. And I did think there was something kind of significant, something that I thought was a big change for this industry and how financial news is reported, because we saw a Wall Street Journal guide to for Robinhood investors and paying their taxes from 2020. I thought that was pretty cool, and I read through it. It was actually kind of written in the voice of the retail investor, and that's a big change from the stodgy old Wall Street Journal. I agree with that, actually. I read the same thing that you read, and I thought it was very good. I thought it was worded uh, and not, um, I don't know, it kind of felt like I was reading a an article written for me. Yeah, I, I mean, there were a lot of pictures, but let's go through it. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was probably my best Matt insult on the show so far. Okay. And this article, it's worth reading for great financial information, but they interview some guys and everyone they interview, they make look like such a doofus. Can yeah, we talk- all the pictures, like, where do they get these pictures from? Uh, that's what I want to know. Like, there's this guy, Carlos Diaz. He's in a... a purple suit jacket with a pocket square on a laptop on a mall massage chair yeah and all these all these guys they try so hard to sound like legitimate businessmen (laughs) he his quote from mr diaz about taxes in his portfolio i've heard that taxes affect the bottom line and i want to know more he adds (laughs) Whether you're day trader, whether you are you day traded last year or just joined the fray and won't reckon with the IRS until April of 2022, here's what's important to know. That, that was that was the article, but that that quote is just like you you didn't consider the idea of taxes because investment income, you gotta view it as income, and here's where your trading style, our show trading style, gets dangerous because. You know me, I'm a big proponent of the robo-advisor, giving a robot money to manage like the bulk of my my coin for me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the, the return isn't always as good, but I don't have to think about it, and that's especially important during tax time. You, you do have to think about it, though. You give these robots money, they're buying oil, they're buying bolts and nuts, they eat all these nuts and bolts, and they're they're buying all this wacky stuff. I mean, they're robots, you know? I don't trust it. Yeah, I got to make sure I don't own any private prison stock. Oh, no, I'm, I might actually. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah these robots love jail. 
Oh, that's where we're all going to be. Maybe we're already there, according to the robots. We don't leave. We don't cause any problems. And, you know, a lot of us have gotten shitty tattoos recently. So it's just like prison. Hey, leave Jack's octopus out of this. It's pretty cool. Jack got an octopus tattoo. He probably got it around his belly button, the dumbass. (laughs) He got it around his asshole. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a starfish. Uh, My tattoos are cool. It's weird that someone can get something tattooed on them that's of a smarter creature than they are. That's like a normal person (laughs) getting Einstein on them. Well, I guess Jack did have that dog tattoo already, so it's not that new for him. He got an octopus tattoo with boxing gloves. It's kind of cool. That's not cool. Octopus with boxing gloves? How are they going to use their tentacles? That octopus is going to starve to death. No, it's going to punch its food into its mouth. I bet Jack doesn't even know what phylum an octopus is in. What, what is phylum? What the what the hell? What's a phylum? Oh, my God. I quit this show. But, okay. <laughs> I'm going to be filing my taxes if you don't knock it off. All right. Okay. So, but here's the deal. Every time you do a trade, there's a log of it. You need to bring every single trade to the tax table for you. And what the robots do is they are able to sell things at a loss very quickly, move them to other stocks that are kind of similarly aligned. So even though I made $11,000 from my robo-advisor last year, it looks like I lost $3,000. That's a nice thing to have around tax time. And Matt, how much did you have in your personal investment account at the beginning of 2020? I want to say I had a little over 10K. And how much do you have now? 40K. Subtract 6K, because that's going to be your tax payment. Yeah, I already talked to somebody about that, and they said that it, I can, I should, they said actually I should suspect four 4,000, because I think a lot of it is, I'm, I don't know. He just told me to probably spend to prepare for 4K, but I'm, I mean, I, you know, I got it set aside. It's not going anywhere. So I'm prepared for the the worst, but I don't, I, I'm not excited. One of the things that they, that was also in this Wall Street Journal article is um, one of the people in the article uh, that uh, traded a lot, they said, said that he got his 1099 and uh, it's 34 pages long. It's so much information and it's too much information and like, as financial information has become more fluid and flexible and like you can do a lot of things with it, taxes really haven't caught up. Taxes are still like, you're kind of best served still doing it with a pencil and a shitload of paper because none of these online interfaces are actually set up for the retail trader to take advantage of their shit. It's wild. Did you ever do your own taxes? I, I always do my taxes. I have never done my own taxes. I mean, ever since I was ever since I started paying taxes, I've always just sent my W2s and all my information to uh, a guy and I pay him I don't I could be I could owe the government tons of money. I wouldn't know it because I've been paying this accountant um all I've been paying him every year forever just to here's my stuff, do my taxes. He puts money into my account. Uh, I pay whatever I pay. It's crazy. Um Yeah, and it's also, the more you trade, the worse your tax rate is. Because if you hold the stock for longer than a year, that's going to give you a better rate. And if you're trading a lot, because you're selling often, you're going to have a higher rate. 
Well, and that's what's confusing to me because I, I'm curious to see because I had Tesla. So a lot of my money, a lot of my money was made on Tesla. I held Tesla stock for probably three years. I held it for three years. And then I, I dumped everything I had into GameStop. Um, and then I made what I made on GameStop and then sold. So it's like, that's a huge, that's going to be a big capital gains tax. So I don't know short-term capital gains, gains tax. I don't know how that's going to compare versus the Tesla. I think the Tesla will just, that won't be an issue, but the GameStop thing is, I think what I'm really going to get charged on. And that's just going to be the way, cause you did make money. It is just something that happens in the market and, just kind of to that point, you can tell I'm stumbling because I lost my train of thought here. I totally lost it. I blame. That's okay. My bad. I, I'm not upset about it. You know, I. You know, if the price of success is paying a little more in taxes, then I mean, I guess I'll do that because you know. Sorry, I'm not. I'm not like. I'm not in Elizabeth Warren's crosshairs. You know, I don't care if I've got to pay a little extra. You're a GameStop trader. Of course you're in her crosshairs. You know, that turncoat just went belly up on all her anti-banking like claims she put out for years. And like her first like public speech appearances afterwards, she went right at the retail investors when really the hedge funds left their asses exposed by taking a really irresponsible position. Right, but then now, just the other day, she announced she's doing some like mega millionaire tax or something. So it's like she's a she's waffling. She's a flip flopper. I like well, I shouldn't have told you this, but I did hire Elizabeth Warren to hunt you with a gun. I said she uh, said I'm a, opposed to AR-15s. I was like, what if Matt Beck is in the crosshair? So you are actually literally and figuratively in Elizabeth Warren's crosshairs. Oh my God, I kept seeing a red dot appearing on my forehead when I was climbing today. I just, I couldn't figure out what it was. I just thought you switched religions. <laughs> I was considering it. Yes. Um, and another, yeah. another thing with this is if you have any sum of money, Matt, our listeners, whoever, there's only one form of real investing that doesn't have taxes attached, and that's playing the long game with the Roth IRA. I know it's boring, stupid bullshit, and we can falsely manipulate the value of GameStop to the moon. But in terms of like setting yourself up for the best future and keeping most of it for yourself, there's nothing better than a, a Roth IRA. Yeah, I mean, I, you get you'll get no pushback from me on that. I agree with that for sure. And I do think, like I said, I think that the average. I would be curious. I don't know. Cause I feel like the, the average retail investor is not someone that's making multiple trades a day is not somebody that's making even maybe multiple trades uh, a month. Um, I think that for the most part, people are holding um, their, their long-term investors that are, that are holding and that, that don't have to deal with that as much, but there are people out there like me and like our show and like, a lot of people out there that are doing the GameStop stuff, they're they're trying to flip and they're trying to kind of day trade a little bit. And for those people, those people do need to be prepared for the the long arm of the law to come and take the some of the coin out of their pocket. Yeah, and it's gonna come one way or another. And it's taxes, they always find a way to find you. Like it's almost not even worth it to really cheat on your taxes. Any income you have, they will find you. Your home yeah. office right up. Maybe you want to round up a little bit. Maybe you they do want to. They got Al Capone. You think they're not going to get some schmuck that lives in Omaha, Nebraska? Yeah, I mean, w 
They'll let you do your work, but you have to report every bit of income. That is the trap that you can't fall for, and it's going to be a bitch for all of us. I know I'm filing that extension. This is a problem for 2022, Walkowski, not your boy. (laughs) Well, so I was thinking about this. I'm not going to have to this year. So I think I... I don't, I was wondering about because I'm going to be taxed on my unemployment because you didn't have that taken off. They'll they'll no. take it. They'll take out the taxes for you. No big deal. Yeah, yeah. No, I I know they will, but they didn't. Um, I I, I picked not to have them do that, so I would have more money to play with and to put in the market and stuff like that. So it's it's all good. I got I got I got plenty of money to pay my taxes. I'm not worried. But so I got that, and so I think that will be that that'll come out. And then I'm also going to have to pay taxes on what I made in the stock market. But I think those are going to come out years apart. Like I think one year will be the one year will be a big year with the GameStop stuff. And then I think the next year will be the unemployment. I could be wrong about that. Yeah. So probably this. And I think you're actually doing the right way by trying to lose money with your portfolio. So to offset the GameStop gain and limit your taxes. There's no losing here. I'm not losing money. Yeah, you just hold until it's worth money again. Companies, they never close up shop. If corporations are people, those people are zombies. <laughs> There's yeah, they're heartless, soulless. Um I'm not I'm not worried. I, I just think it's a thing that I because I, you know, I scroll on Reddit and I look at all these stocks uh, and and investing uh uh, reddits and there are people that are young that are investing and there's people that are young that are making a ton of money and they're like you know making all this money and not setting stuff aside for taxes i think that's where a lot of people are going to get screwed a lot of people are going to ruin their lives because they're not setting money aside for the taxes that need to come out of that you know they see that lump sum of money in their account and i think they're super stoked on it and they should be because that's not a small accomplishment but at the same time you got to be realistic and realize that you are not going to get all that yeah, and at least just don't. The good thing is you don't have to file any of those self-employment taxes. You don't need to pay too much more if you put money in silver. There's actually a lot of complications if you have any money in silver. Silver specifically, why is that? Just the metal in the mineral markets—they're subject to different tax ramifications than a security because stocks are one thing, buying like minerals and things of that nature that has a whole different method of legislation on top of it interesting i did not know that i don't own any silver so well i mean you're what it's time you start training for the olympics then friend uh what do you think i'm training in the climbing gyms for climbing gonna be in the olympics i'm gonna be climbing for america is climbing gonna be in the olympics yeah it is what what olympics first year this year japan Oh, it was karate's first year, and we know a karate person who got cheated from their rightful spot in the Olympics. Real controversy. Yeah, absolutely, and that's why I'll never do karate again. Yeah, shame to see it. I mean, I just keep hearing galling information about finance coming from Indiana. You know, my dad called me this week. <laughs> he wanted my advice on give it, on him taking out a loan. I was like, okay, sure. What do you think the loan was for, Matt? And probably like redoing his roof or maybe fixing his car? Uh, no, probably maybe he wants to build a treehouse for a cat. Uh, that That's a great guess. Uh, he's buying a gold banjo. <laughs> that's an investment. <laughs> and you might say, yeah, maybe he's always wanted to play the banjo and like he needs a banjo. The dude owns 14 banjos. Yeah, but how many of those banjos are gold? None of them. He does have a gold guitar, though. So now he has a gold guitar and a gold banjo and like... 
what an what a Pollock maneuver, you know? I need this instrument made out of gold. That's the same. Who, who's your music? Who's your instrument dealer? Rumpelstiltskin, my man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What does he need that golden banjo for? He's got a duel with the devil. <laughs> so yeah, he and I. I would love to just get a tape of him going to the bank and applying for a loan, and it, him them asking, "Oh, what's the loan for?" And him just not even thinking and be like, "Well, I saw a banjo I always wanted on the internet, and I need it now." Yeah, do you think they got it from the table and they were like they they went back like in the car salesman when they went back into that room with the double uh, window and they just started laughing? <laughs> or do you think they just burst out laughing in his face? I mean, who they, knows? I would have I laughed in his face. I was over the phone and I laughed loud enough that he had to have felt it in person. <laughs> and ultimately, <laughs> I did talk through the loan term because he's like, "Well, what if I do it as a 5-year loan?" It's like, "No, make it as short as possible, my man." Like can I ask you how much is this gold banjo? Three thousand dollars. Hey, tell your dad I'll buy it for him. I got it like that, you know. I offered to buy him the banjo. He said it wasn't my job, and I know that. But <laughs> I also don't want you to take a loan. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's not. My, it's not my job. That's fun. That's. I like it when people say that. It's not my job. That or I don't work here. That's my. That's one of my favorite things. Oh yeah. Where do people ask you that? I don't know. I remember I would I would go to the store or somebody would be like, "Do you know where this is?" And I like my girlfriend would be like, "I, I don't. Where's this at?" And I go, "I don't know. I don't work here." Oh, you? I thought you meant people, not your girlfriend. Well, I'm people in general. Like I, I one time I was I was at like, whatever. It's happened at other places. I just think it's a funny thing to say. Maybe it's kind of a dick thing to say. No, it no, because you're trying to be funny. But the funny answer, the funny thing to do is actually answer the question. Give them the wrong information, and there you go. I mean, you know, that, yeah, if you're going to pretend to work somewhere, be a bad employee. Yeah, like, I, I still have my old Trader Joe's name tag. I want to go and throw some cilantro on the ground, use some slurs, get a yard barker. Is that the right blog? Written canceling Trader Joe's. I uh, used to listen to a podcast called The Bone Zone that's no longer exists, but they would prank call Applebee's by they would call an Applebee's and then they would be like, hey, I can't come into work today. And the person would be like, uh, who is this? They'd be like, my name's Brendan. I can't come into work today. And, and then they're like, I don't see you on the schedule. And he's like, yeah, I just started. He didn't work there at all. <laughs> let's let's prank call Applebee's right now. I don't know if that's legal. It's not. Is it illegal to prank call Applebee's? It might be illegal to record them without their knowledge. Let's find out. What are you going to say to him? Thank you for calling out. Peace in the story. This is all speaking. How can I help you? Oh, shit. I saw. I thought this was Ruby Tuesdays. My bad. <laughs> we got him. <laughs> <laughs> got him. Uh, no salad bar. Yeah, My dang, salad bar babe. nerds. I'm trying to go to Ruby Tuesdays. Your place is a little too hometown for me, my man. Yo, Applebee's in Astoria. Hell yeah. <laughs> hey, don't tell them. Everyone, prank all the Applebee's in Astoria and say, shit, I thought this was Ruby too. <laughs> Matt, you call them call, right now. Should... Call Applebee's in Astoria. Do it on speaker. Ask, oh, shit, sorry. I was trying to meet my friend at Ruby Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, um, let me do it. Hang on. Um, that's funny as hell. Okay, I'll do it. Okay. Uh, you can see him using the internet. Are you allowed? You're in Indiana. Are you allowed to surf porn on Indiana internet? Yeah, of course. 
when I when I was st- I don't live in Utah. I mean, uh, U- Indiana's Utah of the North. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I, th- I was supposed to. I thought this was Ruby Tuesdays. I was trying to meet my friend. I'm sorry. <laughs> we got him again. That's two times. <laughs> I thought this was Ruby Tuesdays. Gabby, I knew it was Applebee's the whole time. Will you call the Applebee's in Queens and say you're supposed to meet two guys there? <laughs> and she, 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 she. Will you? I need you to prank call the Applebee's in Queens and tell them you wanted to pick up two guys there. <laughs> yeah, we don't either, but it's content, baby. No, not for real. Just, just pretend. Yeah, yeah. Call me. Just kidding. Um, oh yeah, she's pretending to do it. It worked. Oh, it's a great bit, everyone. Yeah, we got them. Please don't do that, listeners. You guys are nice people. You're both We're not. Done. Okay, so we do have some exciting stuff coming up on the podcast. Um, if for our Patreon subscribers, you guys are awesome. We posted some stuff there. Our first Patreon content, we did a project proposal that I'm very passionate about, and I think I'm driving Matt crazy with it. You can answer that correct, honestly. I don't. No, I don't think so. I think we're doing. I think it's good. I, I think I've not gotten to that point. I'll let you know when I hit that point. But so far, so good. It, it's coming, baby. I'm. I this MBA has ruined my mind i just keep yelling at everyone over about process thinking and it's ruining my life but anyhow we have one of my favorite journalists in that industry awesome activist who's done some amazing inspiring work she's going to be coming on the show morgan simons it'll be i keep one I, I always forget whether or not the s is on the end of that last name or not it's just Quirk of my brain. We'll but figure I, that out before we have her on. I love worry. her work, and we were kind of just spitting things out when we put it together. And looking at the history of this this industry and successful like bouts of activism in the private prison sector, I think we accidentally did a lot of things right. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it was accidental. I mean, we worked. I think we worked hard on it. You worked hard on it, and I read it and reread it and you read it and reread it and rewrote it and i think we did a good thing i think we're trying to do a good thing who knows if we'll actually end up succeeding or you know how far we'll get with it but i do think it's a good thing and i know we had some messages from listeners that were asking us to look into some stuff and i oh I yeah wanna... i did I, I did a deep dive into that oh okay great i was just about to say like i i, I promise you we will get to no, it. no no i did i did oh, the pie app right so the pie app it was one of our listeners they asked about this and, you know, it's an app where it, I think it's kind of similar to it is to Bitcoin what everyone's cell phones in Gotham were to Batman when he was trying to find the Joker. It Because ter- when you mine a Bitcoin, like in mining a Bitcoin, you need to have like extreme computing power to solve increasingly complex mathematical problems that only like the world's most powerful computers can do and in theory this pie app it kind of disperses that ability over a lot of people's phones and there's debate in one listener's household as to whether or not it's legit or not yeah is it a scam it does sound scary and it does make me suspicious and at first, I looked at the Pie app. Even the experts, they don't have a consensus. It looks legit in some ways. 
the logic for how it's shared, and there will be something created, but ultimately value needs to be attached to it. And that's almost like a modern business model. Like that's no different than Doge. That's no different than Bitcoin. That's no different than GameStop, honestly, because it's just people putting value on something, inflating it. But in terms of Bitcoin, in terms of Pi, my gut says it's a multi-level marketing scheme. Yeah, it sounds like it. Uh, it sounds, I mean, uh... We've I've heard this and you've probably heard this, but people say if a product is free, then you are the product. And that's how this sounds to me. Yeah. And it's not for sure. It's risky to say anything bad about it, but you can't tell that it has any value. And the computing power of phones even banded together, it's nowhere near powerful enough to do the task that it's supposedly accomplishing. So that's the biggest red flag for me. That came right from my man at Google, Apu Gounden. I, I mean, Apu Johnson. <laughs> and he he's a pretty good authority on the figure. And he, oh, and he said, he said it's uh, not looking good. Yeah, he says just the computing power isn't there for it. You Your phone isn't good enough. And even bounded together at like a pretty wide scale, it wouldn't be powerful enough to do the required requested operation. Oh, and now I get your, I just got your, I just got it. I just figured it out. I got what you mean when you say the Joker, when Batman has the, in that room where Alfred's in the room with all the, I get it. Exactly. You know how like it creates that sonar for them to find the Joker, but basing bouncing it off of every person's cell phone signal. It's right, the I same think, yeah. thing. And like, I do think it's a scam. I do think it's probably either multi-level marketing or some sort of research operation, but there's no downside. So you might as well. I might as well. There is no risk attached to it. So everyone should download this app Hi, mind that. No, wait, do not say this. Do not say these things. What? I don't see a downside. But what's the upside? If it if it breaks through, there becomes a demand. You're getting in on it very early. Well, but what does getting in on it do for you? Do you are you getting money from this? I mean, what does getting in on Bitcoin early do? What is getting in on games? Money has that has value though. It doesn't cost anything to do. Yeah, but it doesn't cost anything. What? What? I don't. I just don't understand. If it's if it doesn't affect your phone battery, if it's just something that you run in the background, that everything's taking your data anyway. So if there's a chance that some of my data can be pirated, and it might be even part of a legit enterprise, I don't see the harm in Pi. Actually, I don't like anything attached to the business. The logic doesn't check out. But in this age with people banding together, forming communities, and inflating value. I don't see what could hurt from from getting a little bit of, of action on this one. Oh, but are they going to pay you for it? In th- what you're generating could become valuable. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, I'm definitely checking. I, I think we. this is the beginning of something. I think we need to check more into this. I think I'm interested in it. I mean, I don't know. I don't trust it. I'm suspect, but. And there's really definitely... there's really not much information on it. Interesting. Okay. I well, don't know. What about well? So yeah, I, I, I didn't mean, I'm glad you looked into that because I didn't have the chance to uh, to look into that. I was kind of trying to get into this tax stuff as much as I could, and um, but I'm excited to we're excited to have Morgan on, and uh, we've got some good stuff planned for the pod, and 
hopefully when I uh, I'm I'm not in New York right now. I'm coming back to New York this week, and hopefully we're. I still would like to upgrade some stuff to the with a Patreon. We still want to get people out lighters and get more merch and stuff like that done. Yeah, and we got the deal. We got the content. We got the stuff for you guys. Matt's got to mail them out because I gave them to Matt and made it his problem. But he mails pins, so I thought he'd be good at it. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really know that's what was going on. But now that I know that, I can do that when I get I've got more of them, too. So we've got a few patrons. And if you join, there's a lighter for you. And the Joel Wachowski subscription service, it's available. If you guys are in there, you can hit me up. You can talk to me about my stupid plan I laid out for, uh, out there. And you can even tell me I have a nasally speaking voice because we know that's true. Well, I think that's a good place to end, right? Yeah, well, we had a great time. We'll be back. Um, we, we're scheduling our next step. And if you have anything you want us to do a deep dive in on, uh, we've got more time to really focus on specific episodes. Matt's been traveling a bit. I've been traveling a bit. And... You know, between GameStop, the Super Bowl, Finals Week, I had a. I just needed to live my life for a couple days. You guess how many alligators I saw, Matt? How many alligators? Eighty, over eighty. 80. Wow, that's like the whole. Uh, that's like the whole Florida team. In person, walking around as far, four feet away from me, I was with a zoologist. Otherwise, I would have touched a couple of them. Did you try to touch them and they were like, don't touch them? Yeah, I, I, he told me the size gator I could take in a fight because all guys talk about is, you know, what animals they could take in fights. Yeah, if guys aren't fighting other guys, they're talking about what animals they can fight. Yeah, and it's alligators. All right, well, here's uh, hoping you all had a good week. Have a great week. Thank you for supporting our Patreon, patreon.com slash bread. Uh, share the podcast. Good luck. Don't forget I hit a five-part parlay and won $500. We love you. Goodbye. Oh, that parlay, this guy's going to die 100%.